Hi everyone and welcome to the My Message podcast. My name is Kai Mochitani and I'm your host for today's episode. Every episode it'll be me right here and on the My Message podcast we are working to make our messy life our message and without further ado let's get right into it. Today I'm going to be talking about the story of Joshua and man I am so fascinated with the story of Joshua and I just am so fascinated by his um, deep-rooted faith. I'm fascinated by his leadership, by his ability, and his um, submission to God, honestly. Um, But before I even start, I've never done this before, but I just feel called to start in prayer. So, if you would pray with me. Dear God, I just pray that I'm able to touch the hearts of whoever's listening, um, to this podcast episode that I'm able to touch their hearts with the story of Joshua, Lord. I know that you placed this on my heart and I just pray that I'm able to deliver this message well and that you're able to help speak through me and my words, Lord. I know that whatever comes out of my mouth in episodes or times like this, it's not from me, it's from you. And so, Lord, I just give you all the glory and I'm just so thankful that I'm able to do this and that you've just put this passion of podcasting on my heart and Um, on my path, Lord. I pray that you bless those people who are listening and keeping us all healthy, happy, and um, we just thank you, Lord. We're so grateful for you. We're so thankful for you. We believe in you, Lord, and we surrender to you each and every day. In um, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Um, So, let's talk about the story of Joshua, and before I start, I want to tell you a story that just happened to me today as um. I'm preparing for filming this episode. And so a little backstory is Jake and I drove from Boise to home. And in between, we um, made a few little pit stops. So we stopped in uh, Utah and we hiked to Zion this morning. And so when we stayed in St. George, we drove to Utah or Zion and then we headed home. And I knew that I needed that I wanted to film a podcast episode right when I got back and I was preparing for it. I was doing dry run throughs with Jake in the car and all of a sudden I just find my, I had like a whole different notes page already done. And then as I find myself like doing this dry run through, like I remember hearing um, the story of Joshua by a woman named Christine Kane who preached, who I heard preach. And as I'm you know, preparing for it. I'm watching all these videos about the story of Joshua. I'm reading all this scripture about the story of Joshua and about Joshua. Jake goes, oh my gosh, Kaya, oh my gosh, look up. And it literally what passed by, what like street we passed by was Joshua Street. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I took a picture of it and so I'll have to post it on my story. But um, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, God, this is totally like what I'm going to talk about. Um, And so Yes, let's talk about the story of Joshua. So let's give you a little backstory. Joshua was anointed by God to lead the Israelites um, to the promised land. The person who was leading the Israelites to the promised land or what hoped what they hoped to get to was um, Moses. But Moses died before they reached the promised land. So Jesus anointed Joshua and said, Joshua, it's you. You're going to lead these people to um, the promised land. And so I'm going to pick up in scripture. Uh, 
Okay, so Joshua 1 verse 9 says, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I read this and I was like, man, this is so good. Like basically what God is telling Joshua is like, don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Like I'm trusting you. I have you. I'm with you wherever, like wherever I guide you, I'm with you. Um, and so Joshua was like, okay, I'm going, I'm doing this thing. I'm going, God, I'm doing it. I'm doing the dang thing. Okay. So, so where Joshua picks up from leading the Israelites is on the side of, um, the Jordan river and they had to cross the Jordan river to get to the promised land. Um, However, there was a problem with crossing the Jordan River, that this river was raging, like going fast waters. It was flowing so quick. And so I want to pick up in um, Joshua 3. It says, um, early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the Ark. Make sure you don't come closer then joshua told the people purify yourselves for tomorrow the lord will do great wonders among you and so basically they camped outside the jordan river for three days before uh hopefully joshua would lead them to cross and um i just wanted to point out the significance on three days because three is just such a spiritual and biblical number. Um, and I thought that that was definitely something to touch upon. Okay. So Joshua gave them very, very, very clear directions on what to do when, um, when the Ark of the Covenant begins to cross. And so these priests there's four priests carrying the ark of the covenant across this jordan river that is raging waters that is going so fast and joshua said i want you guys to er, in verse in joshua 3 verse 6 it says in the morning joshua said to the priests, lift up the ark of the covenant and lead the people across the river and then it says and so they started out and went ahead of the people and then in verse 7 it says the Lord told Joshua, today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of the Israelites. They will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. And then it says, give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. And so they did just that. And as soon as they took a few steps into this raging hard flowing river the river stopped it split and they were able to cross on dry ground i mean can we just talk about the amount of faith that these israelites and that joshua and these priests had to have in god had to have in joshua 
Like that is so amazing. And like, I just want to take a moment. Imagine you're just at this riverbank and you, and I'll get to this pretty soon, but you've been in this wilderness for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden, a new man is anointed and says, you know what, we're, we're crossing this river. You need to take a few steps into it. You could easily just get swept and go, but I have faith. This is what God told me to do. This is what we're doing. And at that point they say, okay. And they just give God, you know what, God, I trust you. I have faith in you. This is a yes, I'm going. And they were able to cross the Jordan river on dry ground. Um, I was just like, wow, that is like so amazing. Like they were able to cross the Jordan River to get to the promised land. Um, I really quick wanted to touch on this. In Joshua 5 verse 6, it says the Israelites had traveled in the wilderness for 40 years until all the men who were old enough to fight in the battle when they left Egypt had died for they had disobeyed the Lord and the Lord vowed he would not let them enter the land he had sworn to give us a land flowing with milk and honey. A whole generation died in the wilderness because of their lack of faith, because of their disobedience to God. However, those who had faith, those who were not of age yet, were able to cross and get it and get to the promised land. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. They were in the wilderness for 40 years when a, when Moses died and a new man was anointed and said, you know, God anointed me. Trust me. Follow me. I'm trusting God. You guys trust me. Trust God. We're, we're doing this. We're getting to the promise and we are getting to where God promised us to be. Then they get to the promised land. They're like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. But across the Jordan River was the wall of Jericho. Was the wall of Jericho. This wall was big, sealed tight, shut tall, thick. So finally, when they feel like they made it to the promised land, they reach this wall. And I don't know if anyone has ever heard, has ever heard of, you have to see by faith, not by sight. Joshua and the Israelites couldn't see just that wall, that physical barrier that was in front of them. They had to see by faith. And so Jesus uh, told Joshua this and, uh, Joshua 6 verse 3 it says you and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days seven priests will walk ahead of the ark each carrying a ram's horn on the seventh day you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns when you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horns have all the people shout as loud as they can Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into town. God's really funny because I feel like, you know what? They've been traveling in the wilderness to finally get to the promised land for for 40 years. And then they reach this huge wall of Jericho. And then God tells Joshua, I want you to march around this town for six days. And I want, I want seven of you. I think it was seven. Yeah. Um, seven priests 
walk ahead of the ark carrying a ram's horn i just think that's so funny i mean like they've been through so much in this wilderness they've starved they've been hungry they've been tired they've maybe like questioned for 40 years and then you know what the last seven days we're marching around and so Joshua said, okay, I'm doing it. He, and then he, you know, he commanded the Israelites. He said, not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout, then shout. And like, this was serious business. They had to obey God's word. They had to obey exactly what God told them to do. And so then we see in uh, Joshua 6 verse 20, it says, when the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly, the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into town and captured it. They completely destroyed everything in it with their swords, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, goats and donkeys. They were able to get the promised land that God promised them to get. I really quick just want to ask you this question. Man, we have to come from a place and walk through the wilderness to get to where we, to get to where we want to be. And so, for instance, let me let me explain it like this. Something happens to us, right? And God pulls us out of that place. But in that will, but in pulling us out, we have to go through the wilderness. We have to go through the healing. We have to go through the hardships to then get to the promised land, get to being healed, get to achieving that dream, get to having that job. And I was like, man, that is so good. And it took a generation dying in the wilderness. It took a generation dying in the wilderness for them to say, man, I there, I have faith in Jesus. I'm getting to the promised land. I believe it. I know that there is light on the other side of the tunnel. And so my question to you is, are you, do you believe that you're staying in the wilderness? Do you believe you're meant to stay here? Whether that be a mental, a mental health battle, whether that be family struggles, whether that be alcohol struggles, whether that be an eating disorder, whatever that wilderness is for you right now, that hardship or that healing or just like the thick of whatever you're going through. Do you think you're meant to stay there? Because man, we have a God who is going to pull us out of there, who is going to put us through trials and tribulations. However, he has never failed to get us to where he promised, to where he has planned for us. And I just thought that was so good. I mean, we have a God who doesn't promise us sunshines and rainbows in this lifetime. He doesn't promise us to just have a happy life with no problems, no struggles at all. Um, in John sixteen thirty three, it says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. In the world, you will have tribulation. And I can't help but think, man, this is earth. This is not heaven. This is earth. This is a broken, broken place. This is not heaven where we will be with Jesus. We will be sitting up with Jesus where we will be at peace and we will be suffering no more. Where we will be mourning. Where we, we will not be grieving no more. We will be in heaven. In Acts fourteen twenty two, it says, 
the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Strengthening the souls of the disciples, strengthening the souls of modern day disciples, whom we should be encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations, many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of god and then when we get through those tribulations first peter 5 10 says and after you have suffered a little while the god of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in christ will himself restore confirm strengthen and establish you The story of Joshua really speaks to my heart because, man, Joshua had to be rooted in faith to be able to trust God, to be able to follow his instructions, to be able even to have ears to hear God in a way of like just so clearly. Right. And to have that leadership. And then he led the Israelites, some of some of whom have been in the wilderness for 40 years having a generation die in the wilderness because they thought that they were meant to be there. Man, I don't want to die in the wilderness. I know that God has a purpose and a plan for me. I know that I will get to the other side of the wilderness and I will come from a place to going through a place to go to the promised land. I heard Brandon Lake, a worship singer, say this and it totally spoke to my heart. He said, the Bible is either all real or all fake. And I'm like, man, that is so good. And I want to take that into another, another, in another way. It's either the same spirit that resurrected Jesus from the grave lives in me or it doesn't at all. And I'm a firm believer that the Bible is all real. I'm a firm believer that the same spirit that resurrected Jesus from the dead lives in me. And if Jesus can, per, if Jesus performed miracles such as giving the blind sight of uh, healing a crippled man and allowing him to walk, of healing a demon-possessed woman, of just uh, so many miracles I can't even explain it. If he did that then, he's going to do that now. Man, our God is the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so what if we really believe every part of the Bible? What if we really take away every single parts of the Bible saying, man, we are going to struggle. There are people in the Bible who did struggle, but Jesus healed them. But Jesus guided them through it. What if we took scripture actually seriously, actually believing that, man, we can actually be healed from our mental health diseases. Man, that we can actually be healed from the spirits that live inside of us, right? But how many times in reality, when something hard happens, when we don't like what we're dealing with, when struggle comes our way, how many times do we turn away from God? How many times instead are we asking, why God? Why are you doing this to me? Why me? Why now? Or you know, the God of love or the God of forgiveness that we have, the unconditional, the God of unconditional love, he wouldn't put me through this. Therefore, he's not real, right? How many times do we turn away from God 
do we stay in the wilderness and not truly believe the goodness of his glory and the miracles that he does if he performed miracles then he's going to perform miracles now and i believe that and he performs miracles every single day and i believe it i'm going to dare to believe the whole bible I'm going to dare to believe every part of Jesus' story, every word in scripture. It's not all half real. It's not half this or a little bit this, or I'm going to believe a little bit of this man. It is all real. When we're in the wilderness, when we're struggling, we're in the thick of healing, we're in the strick of our mental health battle, we're in the strick of, in the thick of depression, in the thick of an eating disorder, in the thick of a our family getting a divorce, in the thick of a rogue sibling. That's our moment to turn towards God, to be rooted in faith, to know that we are, we will have trials and tribulations in this lifetime, but man, we're not supposed to stay there. God, God, God doesn't let us stay in that, right? That's what I have for today's episode. I just feel so called to talk about it. The story of Joshua is so amazing and so good. I can talk about it for forever. It just like really sets my soul on fire. Um, but I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so grateful for you guys. Um, I would love any and all kind of feedback, any and all kind of um, episodes that you guys want to hear or things that you're struggling with. Um, I want to know about it. Let me know. I love you guys so very much. Thank you guys for listening. I love you. Have the best day ever. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune into the next episode. And while you're at it, leave a rating and review to boost the podcast algorithm to ensure that we grow organically. I love you guys so much. Have the best day ever.